Hey there, astrology lover. I recently asked astrologer, author, and professor Richard Tarnas why he's so inspired to teach his upcoming workshop, Your Astrological Initiation, with his daughter, Becca. And this is what he said. I just saw this, as did Becca, a great opportunity to try to provide a way of understanding what the astrological mystery is about. We're hoping to give those who are in the workshop a sense of of grounding, of foundations, of a larger framework of understanding within which their adventure in astrology can unfold with greater fruitfulness. It's a powerful tool. We want to give a sense for the, the great privilege and therefore also responsibility that comes with astrology to see its nobility and to, and to recognize how to present the information that we get from our astrological study to do that in a way that is true to its highest potential. If you're interested in getting the perspective and wisdom you need to ensure that you're always using astrology for good and minimizing its potential for harm, then this workshop is for you. You can learn more and join us now at astrologyhub.com slash initiation. Class starts soon, so make sure and check it out now at astrologyhub.com slash initiation. Rick and Becca can't wait to see you in class. Hi there and welcome. This is Amanda, the founder of Astrology Hub, and you're listening to our week ahead snapshot with world-class astrologer, historian, and author of the Cosmic Calendar, Christopher Renstrom. This show is designed to give you a quick overview of the week ahead, enabling you the gift of choice in how you navigate and weave these energies into your daily life. Enjoy. Hello, my name is Christopher Renstrom. And I'm your weekly horoscope columnist here on Astrology Hub. And this week, well, before I begin this week, I want to share with you a really exciting bit of news. One of my great heroes, Richard Tarnas, is teaching an astrological workshop here on Astrology Hub with his daughter, Becca. Now, Richard and Becca are like the dynasty of astrology, a father-son team who really plumbed down into the depths of astrology to really bring out the meanings and the resonances underneath. What they work with essentially is basically archetypal astrology. It's, it's astrology that connects to the archetype, it connects to your soul, and it connects to your psyche. This was a trend that was begun in 1930 by Dane Rojar, the astrologer Dane Rojar, who borrowed concepts from Carl Jung and applied them to astrology for the first time. This then became popular in the late 70s and the 1980s. And certainly in the 1980s, when I began practicing as an astrologer, um, um, I became very enamored of the work of Liz Green, Dane Rajar, and in the early 90s, Richard Tarnas. In fact, a book that he wrote in the early 90s, I mean, nowadays we all pretty much know him for Cosmos and Psyche, but a book that he wrote in the 1990s that I found so exciting, I had to go and find it on my bookshelf, is this. It's called Prometheus the Awakener. It was the first time that someone had really delved into the archetype of Uranus and the Uranian cycles and their effect on culture and also the psyche of, of all of us. It's a slip of a book from the 1990s, but if you can find it, the Prometheus the Awakener. 
one of his ideas was to change the name of Uranus to Prometheus. It didn't really catch on, but archetypally, it really, really does resonate. So anyway, you will have an opportunity on September 21st to study with him and his daughter, Becca, in a workshop that's called Your Astrological Initiation. And this workshop is designed for those who want to integrate the meaning of the astrological worldview uh, with their lived experience. You know, sometimes as astrologers, we can get too caught up in the stars. So this workshop is going to help us sort of like integrate what we see in the stars in our uh, living experience. And also it's, it's, it's the approach to the living experience, the fact that you're living astrology that makes you such a good astrologer. Um, this is something that they're really about in this, in this workshop. And it will also appeal to those who already have a sense of the great value of astrology in their life and want a firmer grasp of its underlining principles and archetypes. Um, in any case, it's called your Astrological Initiation. It's available on September 21st. It's a four-hour workshop. And if you want to learn more and sign up for it, then what I would advise that you do is go to Astrology Hub slash initiation. Again, that link to sign up for this workshop is Astrology Hub slash initiation. And I highly recommend it. Richard Tarnas is one of my great heroes. Now on to this week's horoscope. Um, this week's horoscope is kind of fascinating to me because uh, what we have taking place is uh, something that's called in astrology uh, a Kazemi. And what I want to talk to you about is Mercury Kazemi on September 23rd. Now, some of you out there might be like, what the heck is a Kazemi? Okay, um, Kazemi actually comes from uh, the uh, medieval astrology. Uh, it comes to us down from Guido Bonatti um, along the avenue of William Lilly. William Lilly, whom some of you may be familiar with, wrote Christian astrology in the mid-1600s, and he was pretty much regarded as the English Merlin. Um, and he is sort of this bridge between medieval astrology and then modern astrology. It really comes together, that, that sort of bridge there with William Lilly. Anyway, he was uh, borrowing his notes from Guido Bonatti, which, who was a very famous uh, medieval astrologer. Um, and in William Lilly, uh, in his Christian astrology, we find the uh, description of Kazemi to be this. A planet within 12 degrees of the sun Okay, we would think of that as a conjunction. A planet within 12 degrees of the sun is said to be under his beams and then hath no fortitude. In other words, a planet that is conjunct the sun or within 12 degrees of the sun is said to be under his beams. You can't see the planet. It's very close to the sun. It's in the rays of the sun. And it is said to have no fortitude. It is said to basically have no strength. Okay, so for uh, any of you who are familiar with the terms of a planet being combust or under the beams, this is what William Lilly is referencing. And then he goes on to say, and then when a planet is within 16 minutes of the sun, that's not a degree, that's a minute, okay, which is like slicing down a degree. So it's within 16 minutes of the sun. When a planet is within 16 minutes of the sun, basically we would know that as an exact conjunction. 
Then it is an addition of fortune, Lily says, and that planet becomes wondrous strong. So basically, there's this idea in astrology that any planet that is conjoined the sun within 12 degrees of the sun loses its vitality, it loses its strength, the sun becomes much more overbearing, um, unless, of course, the planet happens to rule the sun, and then it's the reverse. But anyway, any planet within a range of the sun becomes weakened. However, when it is at an exact conjunction with the sun. That's within, uh, I think he says, what is it? 16 minutes. It's like 16 minutes of the sun. It becomes extraordinarily powerful. And so William Lilly was quoting this from Bonatti. And so this is where we get our word Kazemi. Uh, it comes from the uh, Arabic word Zaminium um, and also Kasmimi. Um, and what these phrases mean is they, they basically trans, translate from the Latin as as if in the heart of. Okay, so Zeminium and Kismimi are the actual terms before they go into the Latin, which is Kazimi. And basically the meaning of it is as if in the heart of. And then it's added later on as if in the heart of the sun. And so this idea of being within the heart of the sun actually has quite a bit of a background um, in Kabbalah. Kabbalah. Um, it has a background in Kabbalah. And it's the idea of being within the throne world of the sun or the throne world of God that you've elevated to this place. And then all of a sudden, you're in this place of splendor. Uh, essentially, what it meant, according to Bonatti and then down to Lily, is that the planet becomes extraordinarily powerful. Okay, and so we're talking about a Mercury Kazemi. All planets can form an exact conjunction to the sun, whether it's Venus, Mars, Saturn, Jupiter, etc. Okay, but this week we're talking about Mercury Kazemi, which is an exact conjunction to the sun. What may what caught my eye about this even more, Mercury Kazemi, okay, that's rather that's rather significant, that's interesting, that's something that doesn't happen every day. But then a couple of other things caught my eye. The other thing is that they can join in the last degree of Virgo. So it's they, they can join right before the sun changes zodiac signs. As you know, the 29th degree is considered to be a critical degree in astrology. So they, they can join right as the sun, just right before the sun crosses over the threshold into Libra, from Virgo into Libra. And then the third factor, of course, the third factor is that Mercury is not only in domicile at home in the zodiac sign of Virgo, Mercury is exalted in the zodiac sign of Virgo. So wow, that's a lot to think about. Mercury is Kazemi, meaning most splendid, most powerful, you know, uh, exact conjunction to the sun on this day. This day is September 23rd. And not only that, it is exalted. It is most celebrated. So obviously, this is the day that you want to pay a lot of attention to. And I can tell that there are a few of you out there who are like, oh, wow, let's do lotto on that day or something like that. Hey, try it. You know, um, Mercury was the god of dice throwing <laughs> and gaming. So, so it might do something for you. But also remember that Mercury is retrograde at this point. And that's what I really sort of wanted to dig in and talk to you about today. Mercury retrogrades, I know that we're all 
all pretty much trying to say, oh, Mercury retrograde, and we all get kind of like whiny and complaining about Mercury going retrograde. And actually kind of with good reason, I'm, I think I'm being a little dismissive with that. I mean, Mercury retrograde can really be a pain in the derriere. But what Mercury retrograde will do is that it makes you backtrack over a process, okay? When Mercury turns retrograde, it reverses its energy. And so things that are very easy to do or places that are very easy to get to all of a sudden become very difficult, postponed, delayed, or you can even encounter a series of reversals, uh, things where things aren't working out. Mercury retrograde is famous for the car breaking down, the coffee maker just stops working, um, or losing those keys, and I have no idea where they could possibly be, okay? And what this refers to is that Mercury was pretty much the god that you prayed to to go uh, if you had lost something. I mean, Mercury was not only the god the god of disappearing objects, but he was also named after the Roman god of found objects. So anything lost and found takes place in a Mercury retrograde. So this period of time uh, when Mercury is passing back and it passes over the sun, it's like Mercury was Mercury was in front of the sun. Okay, Mercury was in front of the sun when it turned retrograde on September 9th. Mercury was in front of the sun in the zodiac sign of Libra. So what happened is that it turns retrograde and it's now moving back to the sun, which is approaching it. And here on September 23rd, they meet at a Kazemi point, at an exact point at the 29th degree. Okay, so Mercury is like leaving where it was and the sun is approaching and here they meet. So it's kind of like, you know, bumping into someone who's leaving the party that you're just about to enter and you're kind of like bad party or like where are you going or i just got here okay you're but and the person's like i'll be back in a minute i i forgot something i have to go get it oh okay okay so you're like going to a party and like there's your friend and they're rocking out the door and you're kind of like hi i just got here and they're like i forgot something i'll be back in a minute and you're like oh okay so you continue like the sun you continue into the party and you're like gail hi okay and you're like visiting or whatever but you know that your friend is going to be back in a bit whenever they took care of the business that they needed to take care of that's what I want you to think about, about this Mercury Kazemi uh, taking place on September 23rd. The Mercury has reversed, it's gone past the sun, and it's taking care of business that you don't yet know about. Okay, so this is different from the description or the breakdown that I was giving of the Mercury retrograde a couple of weeks ago, where we talked a lot about a transaction or a deal or a negotiation uh, go and check out that broadcast. It's from two weeks ago. Uh, it all culminates and comes together on October 10th. And this is about a negotiation, a sale, or a purchase. Okay, that's what we were talking about with the original um, Mercury retrograde uh, uh, feature that I was doing. This one is different. This one is different. This one is, you know, you're entering party, Gail, hi. And it's like, hey, where are you going? I'll be back in a minute. I have to take care of something. This one is about something that's getting taken care of, which you get kind of an inkling of, you know, uh, have to take care of something. That's all you're really going to know about it on, on, on September 23rd. But you know that something is being taken care of before this person can come back and be with you again. So, uh, this might be someone who who is suddenly called away to take care of a personal situation. Uh, this might be something that you learn about at work um, in which a colleague or a supervisor says, you know what, you're not really involved right now, uh, but once we get it to a point, we are going to involve you. So just wait for that, okay? Or this might be something in which you hear, you know, from a neighbor like, oh, I have to like take care of this. And you might like, well, what is it? Let me get back to you on that. 
that, you know, I, I, I'm still sort of working out what exactly has to be done. So this could be a communication in which someone is not ready to talk to you about what needs to be done. Okay. And it's not something that's going to impact your life right now or, or, or urgently, urgently, but it is going to have an impact on your life further down the road. So there's this idea that uh, you're getting a whiff or information of something that needs to be taken care of. But when someone says, not ready to tell you, when someone says, it doesn't really involve you now, or when someone says, let me see what I can do with it. And then if I need some help, I'll get back to you. I want you to listen to them. Okay. And, and to heed their advice, they're giving you a timing thing on this. Okay. Now what it pertains to is something which is mercury and its splendor. And what, what it pertains to is something that's going to deal with mercury exalted in the zodiac sign of Virgo. So for instance, this could deal with um, something that's going on in uh, maybe it's someone you're starting to date their life. They have to take care of some sort of business. You're just starting to date each other, get to know each other. You know, it might be the sort of thing is like, well, what exactly do you have to take care of? You know, like, like, like how many children do you have in 15 different states? No, it's not like that. But it might be like, you know, well, what exactly is it that you have to take care of? Trust me, I'll take care of it. Okay, so this is almost like you have to trust them with that. Or if it's like, we're going to see if we can bring you in on this sort of situation, but it's not ready, trust them, you know, but, but the benefit to you, the benefit to you is actually going to be strong. Uh, if this is a health matter, which would not be out of the question because we're dealing with the zodiac sign of Virgo and Virgo deals a lot with our body regimen, you know, with the health of our body. It's, it's, it's actually Virgo is the zodiac sign of the body. So if this is a health matter or health question, it's something in which more research is being done, in which more conferring is being done. Um, and you have to sort of accept that they don't have, you know, your specialist or doctor or nutritionist or whomever doesn't have that information right now, but they are going to get back to you and you need to trust that they are going to get back to you. And chances are that the information that they're going to get back to you is going to be positive. Um, it may not be completely like, oh, you know, clean slate or whatever, you know, it may be sort of like, well, we have to start talking about a low sodium diet or something like that, but it's positive in that the information that comes back to you is going to be something that you can manage and is aimed at helping you to manage something along those lines. So that's something that I really do want you to pay attention to on that September 23rd when Mercury retrograde is Kazemi the Sun. Now, is that it? No, that is not it. The way that I work with Mercury, uh, especially in a retrograde like this, when it involves a Kazemi in its retrograde, what I like to pay attention to is um, when the uh, uh, you know the Mercury was in front of the sun, it's now turned retrograde, it's gone and met the sun, and it's like, I'll be back later, okay, and you go into the party, hi, Gail, okay, like that's going on. Well, as the sun keeps going forward, Mercury is going to come out of retrograde, and it's going to start following the sun, and it's actually, because it moves faster than the sun, going to catch up to the sun, and it's going to conjoin again. Okay. Um, so, so basically Mercury was in front of the sun when it turned uh, retrograde, the sun's approaching and the Mercury's moving faster. It conjoins Kazemi. This is the September 23rd date. It moves back. It turns direct and now it starts catching up to the sun and then it conjoins the sun again. And when it conjoins the sun um, again, that is going to be on November 8th. Okay. When, when it conjoins the sun again. Now, 
that's going to be interesting because whatever this thing is that someone was going to get back to you on, um, that could become revealed anywhere between the October 10th date that I gave you and the November 8th date that I'm giving you. It could be revealed during that time. But what November 8th would mean is that this is when you uh, you already know about it. You're going to find out about what that information was. You know, they got back to you between October 10th and November 8th. But on November 8th, you're going to know how to apply this. Okay. On November 8th, you're going to know what it is that needs to be done. You know, the person gets back to you and says, oh, you know, like, um, I'm actually getting out of a previous relationship and I'm bringing things to a close or whatever. And that's what I'm taking care of. And then you're kind of like, well, you know, okay, but how long is this going to go? And they'll be like till November 8th or something like that. You know, so, so November 8th will be that date or, or on November 8th, it's like, okay, that's when we begin your low sodium diet. You know, that will be like November 8th or November 8th is like, we want you to um, train Mindy. Mindy is now going to be your protege or something like that. And, you know, you have such wonderful skills and things like that. We want you to train uh, Mindy. And based on this, uh, we might be talking to you about a supervisory position in the future. Okay. This would, November 8th is when you actually practice this and start, you know, November 8th is like, like, like you already like know that you're mentoring Mindy. So like November 8th is like when you're mentoring Mindy, that's like the first day of training Mindy. Okay. That would be, so it's when you apply, it's when you apply that into your everyday life. Now, now I have to I have to get to one other possible interpretation. Uh, Mercury, as we know, is named after the Roman god of messages and messaging. And Mercury's job was to basically show you how to get from here to there or to give you messages that were urgent or that you needed to know about. With this retrograde and with this Kazemi and the passing and then coming back forward again, you may also have one of those moments. Maybe you've seen them in films where... Um, you know, someone is being held hostage, okay, um, and 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 a policeman comes in to the room where they're being held hostage, but the person who's holding them hostage is passing themselves off as as um, you know a benevolent a benevolent friend like uncle freddy okay so it's uncle freddy and like you know and you and the person's being held hostage by someone calling themselves uncle freddy and uncle freddy goes and gets to the door and the police come in and they're like well hello how are you frederick thompson and you're like i'm doing very well officer and things like that oh and this is you know so and so and they're like yes you know and they sit down and have a conversation and the person is just like trying to signal to the officer that they're being held captive and that you know uncle freddy is actually like you know this this criminal or or, or terrorist or something like this, but they can't say anything because Freddie's right there. Well, somehow the person like maybe like writes a little note that says, save me, Freddie's Uncle Freddie's a terrorist or something like that. And they roll it up into a piece of paper and they sneak it into the officer's purse or wallet or the pocket of their coat or something like that. You know, it's just this kind of like sneaking little message that gets like tucked into something. And so the officer gets up and leaves, you know, and 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 Uncle Freddie's says goodbye, you know, and then says back to the basement prison with you or something like that. And the person hopes like, I hope the officer like finds the message. And usually in these films they do, but it's at, at a critical moment and things like that. Anyway, well, actually that's all pretty pertinent. That is what's going to go on. You may find that um, you, you may be on one end of this. You may be the 
you may be the person who's writing the message, you know, that's left, you know, for someone else. Uh, the, the, this this uh, Kazemic conjunction retrograde is often what I call the message in the bottle uh, conjunction, okay, where, where you yourself might be like, you know, I'm on a desert island and you're like, you know, throwing it into the ocean and home, hoping someone picks it up. Um, or uh, maybe something has been slipped into your pocket, your purse, your email, your text, your something, you know, that begins to sort of like, well, that seems a little off or uh, alerts you that something might be awry. This is something also to keep in mind for that for that September 23rd date. Um, and then all of a sudden, maybe the penny drops or whatever, when Mercury comes out of retrograde October 10th, and then, you know, it's racing to the rescue, or this is the thing that changes the outcome of an inter enterprise, or this was the missing uh, piece of the puzzle that was needed uh, in order for the project to come together and be secure and go forward uh, into, into, into success. So look for something to be snuck into uh, your pocket, uh, whispered in your ear, overheard conversation, mercurial things. Maybe it's on text. Uh, maybe it's in an email. Maybe it doesn't make sense at first. But then around October 10th, that penny will drop. You'll know exactly what it is, and then you'll be able to put it into practice. Anyway, uh, this is the uh, this is how I want you to think about this Mercury Kazemi uh, that's taking place on September 23rd. It's more than just a lucky day. Uh, retrogrades always talk about revisiting or going back over the ground that we had traveled once, but when we travel back over it, all of a sudden things begin to make sense or something clicks in a way that it didn't really before. This is something that I want you to keep in mind for that particular day and be ready to apply in your life in a very successful and benevolent way on November 8th. Hi there. I'm Amy Escobar, a producer of the Horoscope Highlight Show with Christopher Renstrom. Thanks for tuning in to the Astrology Hub Podcast Network. If you love the show, please take a moment to subscribe, rate, review, and share it. And if you don't know how to do that, here's how you can leave a review in Apple Podcasts on iPhone. Make sure you're on the landing page for the Astrology Hub Podcast and not an individual episode. Scroll down to the bottom until you reach Ratings and Reviews. Click one of the five stars under Tap to Rate to leave a rating. And under the most recent review, tap the Write a Review button. And if you're on another device, just find out how to leave a review on whatever podcast player you use. Then share what you love about the show or how it helps you navigate your life. We'd love to hear your stories. And by doing this, you make it possible to make shows like Horoscope Highlights happen every week. Thank you again for tuning in, for being a part of our community, and for making astrology a part of your life.